What is happening, beautiful bags of stardust? My beautiful soul family. Welcome to another episode of the New Perceptions podcast with me, your host, Ben Brown. And I am feeling good right now. So I wanted to share some of that positive vibes with you. Sure, so much has been happening for me over the last month. It's been a month since I got back to Cape Town and I've been settling into a new room and doing my one-on-one calls with people, which has been so nourishing. I've really, really been enjoying dropping in with some of you and been in between them. I've been studying, learning how I can serve my clients more, serve myself more. And yeah, just continue the expansion of myself and my journey and my growth and my healing and really reaching some growth edges recently, right at the edge of where I can expand, which I'm sure you know is can be quite an uncomfortable space to be in. And that's kind of the idea. That's what a growth edge is, usually quite uncomfortable. So I've been meeting my edges in a few different ways and then getting a bit freaked out occasionally and going back into my old familiar comfort patterns and then catching myself again and not shaming myself and just loving myself through the whole process, all the cycles. And yeah, I just feel really nourished right now actually by being in Cape Town. My soul feels very happy here. And importantly, I've got my tribe here. I've got my people here. I've got support. And I've got support in the UK as well. Of course, my parents are my main two pillars and my sister, two pillars of support in the UK. And when I was back in the UK, I actually caught up with some old friends with Louis and Steve and Raya and Alexia and their baby. And that was beautiful to do that. And of course, went to Louis's UK wedding. I don't know if you probably know who Louis is, but he's a, he's a long-term friend from school, actually. Um, and he's the guy that got me into YouTube in the first place. And then me and Steve and Louis were the triad throughout so many of the hundreds of the vlogs and the travel expeditions and the adventures that we used to go on. So... We've, both, we've all been on our wild, separate individual journeys, so it's really beautiful for us to all come back together and check in and meet each other again, meet the new me, meet the new Steve, father Steve, mother Alexia, and Louis and Raya now, of course, a couple on paper, officially married. So beautiful. Um, so that was great to be back in the UK for that. I was back there for about five months and yeah, I landed back in Cape Town on the first day of spring, which was perfect timing, as it turned out. (laughs) Um, So yeah, what have I been up to since I've been back here? Uh, Really just settling into routine, you know, like, and, and routine for me has been slightly uncomfortable in that for the last few years, I've been rejecting routine, like trying to hold on to some thread of a concept of freedom outside of routine, outside of commitment, 
And where I've had like one foot in the commitment world and one foot in the, ah, oh, I need my, my freedom, I've realized that actually there's a lot of freedom, particularly for men, um, purpose-driven men, there's freedom in commitment. So I'm, that's my growth edge at the moment. It's like shifting or um, reframing what it means to me to be free and since in any given moment there are 10,000 things that we could do with our free will, it can get a little bit overwhelming sometimes. Certainly for me, I've found when I haven't had the one thing that I'm committed to that helps me sort of reduce the amount of options that I have and actually life becomes a little less overwhelming when I just know what I need to do every time I get out of bed in the morning. So cultivating my rituals which honestly I can still do so much better at, really. Like I go through phases of different types of meditation, what I would consider to be a meditative practice, like going for a long walk or hiking in the mountains or literally just sitting on a beach in nature or next to a stream, somewhere I can hear nature in the background and just drop into meditation. Been doing a little bit of breath work did a breathwork journey, an hour and a half breathwork journey, which was really beautiful and expansive and blissful. Um, and yeah, reconnecting with my medicine brothers and my medicine sisters, which I still have got another couple of months worth of catching up to do with all of my tribe here in Cape Town. But I've been very feeling very focused on my mission at the moment around serving people in the one-on-one -on -one calls that I've been doing. And so I'm still finding the balance between like making content, which I need to do in order to advertise the service and the offering that I'm putting out into the world. And I've got so much beautiful footage that I want to put together in films that I'm like, okay, I need to actually schedule this into my, to my routine so that I can get my sort of creative fix. But Actually, I've been really diving into writing recently as a new sort of creative outlet for me. I've been writing, I'm writing a course or two at the moment, which I'm just seeing, seeing how they could sort of organically unfold. Um, I'm not sure when they're going to be coming out, but there's a course on intuition that uh, I'm piecing together. And I'm really excited to share that with you guys at some point. But yeah, welcome to the podcast again. If you are loving this podcast, if you are getting something from this podcast, the best way that you can support is by leaving a review, preferably five stars, but be honest, um, and just leave a little comment um, on the review about how this podcast might have helped you in some sort of way. The other way you can help the podcast expand and to reach new souls is by sharing it, of course, always appreciated very much so. <sighs> so yeah, I'm going to drop into telling you a story about my experience. Um, last weekend, my friends and I, particularly one of my closest friends, if not the closest friend that I have, my brother Henry, he's leaving to go to Canada for a, an extended period of time and he's actually going to go and hike um, a trail that goes all the way from Canada all the way down to Mexico, I think. 
he's a big time nature boy hiker. He's literally a nature child. He's got the biggest heart ever. I love him. We've been on some crazy psychedelic adventures together. We've been in some deep medicine circles together as well with mushrooms and yeah, to meet each other in the depths of those experiences has been really um, nourishing just just to be loved and seen and held and yeah, to go into those depths of the psychedelic experience with anybody really is you're going to come out the other side with a much stronger connection. So my brother Henry, since he's going away, he was like, okay, we've got to go to my favorite mountain range in South Africa or at least close to Cape Town. It's like a three or four hour drive is the Cedarburg mountain range. And Cedar cedar is obviously a type of tree the cedar tree and this is sort of an endemic species to this mountain range which is pretty special and berg literally means mountain in Afrikaans, so cedarberg and i've been to the cedarberg a bunch of times you've probably seen in some content over the last eight nine years or more and i've never actually been up into the range that we went up into so we hiked up through a place called Wolfberg Cracks, which was just the most incredible geographical location. Uh, but we we went for a three-day hike and we were staying, well, three days, four days really, three nights. We took everything that we needed with us in our backpacks. And I've never done a hike before with a almost 20 kilogram backpack. All my food that I've needed a bunch of water. Of course, there are so many beautiful streams on the mountain to fill up your water as you go with the most pure, like (laughs) the most high frequency, pure crystal water straight off the top of the mountain. It's just that in itself is a healing experience for me, to be honest, just drinking pure mountain water for the three or four days. So it was actually, it was a very physical um, experience for me. It was like, uh, I've, I've never... Even even hiking, I mean, the first hour was like straight up, uh, off you go. And so my glutes were on fire, my legs were on fire, my lungs were on fire, my heart was pounding up into my throat. And I'm kind of familiar, not kind of, I'm very familiar with that space of really pushing myself physically and mentally um, in terms of physical movement from my athlete days. That's It's a familiar territory for me. And by the time we got to the first sort of stop, I was, we were all flooded with endorphins. There was five of us and yeah, we were just like put in the hard yards, woke the body up, sort of said, Hey body, we're going on a three day hike here. We're going to need to get these legs moving. And the physical component, the pain that I experienced, the different levels, the different layers of pain in different parts of my body was actually the most medicinal aspect in a lot of ways around the whole experience. So I'm going to talk about this whole experience of being on the mountain in a very medicinal way. Like it's, and, and what I mean by medicinal and what people generally mean by medicine is something that brings us back to uh, truth or brings us back to um, what's really real. And medicine can also be just bringing us back to homeostasis, bringing us back to health, 
So physical health, mental health, emotional health, spiritual health, clarity of vision, the capacity to be in in an expanded state through medicinal experiences um, to remember essentially that this is our natural state of being is to be in in an expanded state, in a loving state, in deep presence without our mind running off all the time. So there's many different ways and different people have their different medicines like for example tobacco is actually one of the most revered uh, by indigenous tribes revered medicines ancient teacher plant grandfather masculine and of course the medicine becomes a poison when we start to abuse it and use it for the wrong intentions so classic with tobacco there um, medicine, like medicinal marijuana is something that I've had an interesting relationship with most of the time, actually receiving the medicine from this very feminine plant. And I've also been in states of abuse with cannabis as well. So we can abuse medicine. Let's take exercise, for example, as a medicine. Exercise is well, we don't need to go into too much detail about all the different benefits of exercise, but it's um, putting our body through a certain level of discomfort in order to evoke uh, adaptation and to um, which creates strength within us. And so when we go on a cardio walk, like a hardcore walk, or we walk uphill for a certain period of time, we go for a run, or go on the bike, whatever your cardio is, that's really working the lungs and the heart. So we're getting more of our respiratory system on board, reminding it, sort of waking it up with a bit of discomfort. And that discomfort is where we are at the edge of our comfort zone. So if you're walking up a hill and you get out of breath and you stop, that's cool. That's your comfort zone. Like that's where you'd want to stop. But if you keep going, you're actually pushing past your edges of your comfort zone or you're meeting yourself at your edge. And so the reason exercise is so good as a medicine is not just because of the physiological adaptations and the health benefits and the hormone resets and better sleep and, 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 and. It's also that you, that we get to meet our edge. We get to discover where life gets a little bit uncomfortable and we have an opportunity to go, oh, you know what? I'm going to grip my teeth and push a little bit more and expand my edge. And the more we are expanding our edge in any area of our life, it doesn't really contract back down too quickly. Um, This is the whole growth situation. It's like, how do you respond physically, emotionally, mentally to hiking up a mountain with a 20 kilogram bag on your back? Well, in my experience, my physical body was the first thing to start trying to have a conversation with me that we should stop doing this soon. (laughs) It was like my legs were burning and I've got pretty short legs, but they're strong, hey? especially after the last few days. But my knees then started to hurt and then my ankles and then my feet. And what I found to be really interesting around it is that like the way my mind responds to pain, the, the way my mind is responding to discomfort, 
It's like, oh, can't we just stop? Can't we make a coffee? Why don't I just get some food or a snack? Or let me just try and make myself more comfortable. And in those moments when everybody else is feeling the same way, but we've still got another 10 Ks to walk. It's like, okay, I've actually just got to like toughen up actually a little bit here. And I realized, wow, over the last few years, I've gotten pretty soft. Hey, I got quite comfortable. I got soft. And in the softness that kind of reflects in the way that I'm approaching my life as well, how committed I am to finally to like finishing this hike today without complaining and with actually appreciating the pain as a means to understand and get to know myself better and expand my capacity to keep going, my endurance, you know. So it's a big mind game that's happening. And since I haven't been pushing myself physically in many ways recently, that has been reflecting in my life in terms of like how committed I can be, uh, even in moments of discomfort, in challenging challenging moments that life throws at us, which is inevitable. How do I respond to those life challenges? Well, I respond better when my inner warrior is actually in good training. If my inner warrior, my mental warrior, my physical warrior, my emotional strength, if I'm cultivating that intentionally by doing exercise or fasting or getting out of bed even when it's cold and my alarm goes off, or whatever the thing is that you're committed to that might that will bring you into a state of discomfort, doing long saunas, ice baths, cold showers. It's like, yo, if I can do all of this and actually get all the beautiful benefits from strengthening my body, my mind, and shifting some emotions through that process as well, then I'm going to be much more equipped to show up for life when the challenges come, I'm much, I can trust myself when it gets hard. So that was one of the big med- medicinal moments of my hiking weekend. And yeah, as I kind of continued and pressed on and pressed on and pressed on through this hike, a couple of times I had to take a, take a hundred meters or 200 meters off the back of the group and have a conversation with my legs and my feet and my ankles and my Achilles. And I was like, yo, we're only on day two. Like we've got a long way to go. We're not even halfway and it is getting really intense. And my lungs by this point have come back online. I have no problem with my lungs and my heart too. Um, I wasn't feeling dizzy. I was super hydrated. Um, Everything was perfect. It's just my legs were not used to this level of physical exertion. So I felt myself moving through layers of pain. And I felt myself alchemizing the pain into pleasure in a strange sense. It's like a complete shift of mindset. It's like, okay, I can either hate this pain and wish that it's over Or I can fully accept the moment that I'm in right now, smile and laugh at the pain and be like, you know what? Thank you, pain, for teaching me something. The pain is a really great teacher. And, 
yeah, I learned a lot about myself in those moments. As I looked up around, we were in a place called the Valley of the Red Gods. And when we were up on this beautiful plain, um, you'll see on the video when I put it out on my YouTube channel, there are these huge red godheads just surrounding us, these huge, huge mountains. And I looked to the mountains for inspiration. I looked to nature for inspiration. I saw the beautiful streams that were being held by the mountain as they feed all of the life on the mountain and below. And for hundreds of miles all around, these mountains, 2,000 meters high, are often where a lot of rain falls. And so the mountain is like the masculine structure, the strength that's been there. I mean, Cedarburg Mountains are one of the oldest mountain ranges in the world. So the whole environment is very untouched by humans. It's it's how it would be if it was just left to nature's devices. It's quite a quite an open um what's the word I'm looking for? exposed. It's an exposed piece of land and for that reason not many people have been there and so it is pristine. It's untouched. The rain that comes down over those mountains has been coming down over those mountains for millions and millions of years and they are still there holding strong. And so I was like, wow, these these mountains are like gods. It feels to me like um, this mountain here is like the masculine god in a way that it is holding the weather that moves around it chaotically, the feminine. It also is a, it holds the feminine water that comes and runs down and all the life that is blossoming from that water is being held by this masculine mountain. So in that analogy of like, all that polarity of like masculine and feminine energy, um, I found strength in the inspiration I was drawing from the mountains. I was like, the strength of the mountains is in my legs. And I just kept saying that and I kept walking and I kept smiling and I kept being with the pain, knowing that I am not the pain. So I was like balancing between really being like not distracting myself from the pain, but actually diving into it with awareness that it isn't actually who I am. So pain is a sensation and quite often we get attached to that sensation. And with all sensations, emotions, feelings, they come and they go. So the pain did subside after a while. And then it, when we'd have a break, it would go away and then we'd start walking again and I'd feel good and then the pain would slowly come back. So it's coming and going the whole time and I'm not attaching to it, but I'm also not avoiding it. I'm like, okay, if I'm not actually the pain, then who am I? If this pain isn't who I am, it's just an experience that I'm having, then I am just the awareness of the experiencer I'm the experiencer of the pain. I'm the awareness behind the pain. And so to deepen into that awareness by deepening into the pain and feeling into it and really being present with it, I could actually transmute it and continue 
with more strength in my feet and my knees and my legs as I encouraged, intentionally encouraged my body to adapt quickly to the, to the current environment that I was putting myself in. And yeah, that was really such a beautiful lesson for me of um, reaching my comfort zone reaching the edges of my comfort zone and how much there is to be gained at the edges of our comfort zones. And there was, uh, on one of the days, we did at midday take um, some mushrooms. Really not very much, less than a gram in fact, but I'm actually finding more and more with mushrooms and psychedelics in general, not that I've been doing much of them recently, but I've really been finding and noticing that like it's becoming less of a novelty experience and more of a, oh, I'm, this is, this is kind of integrated into my everyday existence in a sense. The lessons and the teachings that we can get from these um, medicines like psychedelic mushrooms, for example, to begin with, it can be really intense because it's so different to how we perceive reality from being. It's, it can be such a shock, um, which is where people, at the same time as having like a quote-unquote bad trip, because it literally flips your whole reality on its head, the, that flipping of reality is the medicine as well. And that also is a, is a growth edge a lot of the time. It's a at the edge of our our capacity to understand what's really going on and then being invited to surrender into it to be like, actually, I, I don't need to understand. I just need to feel this and reconnect with this sensation. Um, and this, this whole experience with mushrooms in the mountains felt like, uh, not, not like a normal mushroom journey for me. It felt like... Um, not much was added already being on top of the mountain away from civilization in the up in the clean clean air fresh fresh air drinking fresh water only eating good food in great company with the sun shining down on us already i was having an experience that was really novel and my body was responding to these vibrations, responding to this very clean air and ancient, ancient vibrations of this environment that I just, just by physically being in that environment, I was getting so much from it. So the mushrooms definitely helped, but I didn't really have any extra visuals or anything. It really just helped me actually have moments like that with the mountain where I was like, I can draw inspiration from the strength of the mountains and bring it into my legs. And interestingly, like going back to the pain thing, when we're focused so much on like trying to get rid of the pain or how it's so uncomfortable, in those moments I had to pause, take a few breaths, and then I would look up and I would be bringing my awareness and my attention away from my, the pain in my legs and into the beauty and the strength of the mountains and then taking a deep breath. <sighs> bringing that energy and that vibration and that intentional inspiration from nature into my very physical body um so that was really profound and 
almost every time that we stopped for lunch, we'd go on a little side quest. And the side quests like leave the bags, take a small bag maybe, and hike up a little section of the mountain to go and check out where there's some trees or something really beautiful. You'll also see this on the on the video and on my Instagram feed as well. But it was beautiful to be up on the mountain for more than just one hike. To stay overnight was really something else, especially sleeping under the stars, so grateful for my down sleeping bag and the joy of waking up early and making a coffee, making some breakfast, putting a bit of music on and the playful childlike energy of the fun morning activities to fuel ourselves up for the unknown ahead. Henry was the only person that had actually been on this hike before so the rest of us were being guided by him into these different places and he would be he's such a great guide in so many ways he's such a multi-dimensional uh, soul already um, but he wouldn't let on too much about firstly how far we had to go which was great and what was coming up around the corner so it was always a beautiful surprise for us to just go deeper and deeper into the mountain and just be blown away every time we'd come up over and see a new view or a new waterfall or move through like a very uh, abundant section of life on the mountain where there's a bit of water collecting in like a in a swamp and all the beautiful reeds that were coming up and yeah it was I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it but the other the other medicinal aspects of this journey <clears throat> were carrying everything that I needed preparing myself with food like working out how much food I have to take along the journey and then rationing that food too, especially since I'm a comfort eater. That was uh, also good for my discipline and collecting water when we needed it, all these little bits and pieces that go into actually being able to survive on the mountain. Um, and yeah, the whole experience really was one of the best nature experiences I've ever had in my life. And it really brought me home, actually, in the first six hours, I was like, wow, why do I not do this more? I want to set, I'm setting the intention to spend more time in the mountains. I'm going to get myself, because I borrowed Henry's 20 kilogram, like big hiking backpack. I'm going to get myself a big backpack where I can do overnight hikes. And I want to do long hikes that push my body, my physical abilities and bring up all the emotions through that process that want to be expressed. And the whole experience being, yeah, just, just pure, pure medicine, really. So I'm feeling very, very inspired to spend more time in nature. Nature is just my number one inspiration, my number one inspiration. And, and I really want to continue to shoot photos and video of nature, in nature, experiences of nature and become more intimately connected with the planet through intentionally spending time in places where there aren't many people around and the land, the environment itself is old. It's like old vibrations, old codes like Mama Gaia codes coming through and our physical bodies receive that energetic 
um, purification, really. Purification of uh, pain or any doubts that we might have about our ability. Purification of emotions that come through with that pain. Purification spiritually as well, being remembering that our physical bodies are intimately connected to Mother Gaia. They are actually borrowed vessels from planet Earth. Connecting with the elements, making a fire at night, um, drinking the pure water, breathing the pure air, and yeah, traipsing across these incredible mountain ranges. So we're making it a lot more sacred. We're bringing like a spiritual element into this. And I think that's a really important part of my practice anyway, when I go into nature is to be like, okay, this is a ceremony, actually. This is a ceremony of me bringing my presence and my awareness to notice all of the incredible beauty around me, to then remember that that is also who I am. It is not separate from me. It is the illusion that we sometimes get caught in that we are separate from everything around us, but we're actually all made, we all come from the same source. So spiritually, beautiful. Um, did have you know, on one of the evenings uh, a very light very beautiful grounding chunga ceremony as well, which um, was beautiful to just peel back the veil in that sense around a fire. And yeah, nothing too hectic, certainly not compared to my previous chunga experiences, but beautiful medicine. And yeah, as we came over the mountain and the final pass on the, and we looked down and we saw um, a place called Algeria, where we left one of our cars, I really had this huge emotional uprising that not because I wanted the end, but actually because I didn't want it to end. So I was also attached to the whole experience emotionally to some degree. I was like, I don't, I just want to live up here. I could live up here, just bring me more food and I'll be good. And so I, it was really a, a, a sad moment well, beautiful moment of sadness to be like, wow, firstly, that was an epic test of my endurance, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual endurance. I met myself in places that I haven't met myself for a long time. And I think it's important to do this regularly because we are all changing constantly. We're evolving, we're adapting. Our personalities are changing, who we are, how we're showing up in the world who we consider ourselves to be is constantly changing and evolving based upon our perfect life journey that's unfolding. And so to go back into nature, which is always there, the ocean is always consistent, the feeling of submerging ourselves in, in the saltwater ocean, the feeling of being up in the mountains or deep in the forests, that's the truest reality for me on like a deep core level for my body to be in that space is like really a way of what's the word I'm looking for? Checking in with myself, checking in with who I've become, coming back to nature each time to be like, okay, I'm, I'm a new person and I'm actually becoming more of who I actually am through my healing journey, through my, awakening process and through the work that I'm doing my values are changing 
um, how I show up in the world is changing, how I show up with people around me um, in, in, in terms of intimacy is changing. So to go back into nature and feel into that from the new perspective of my new awareness of being a new person it's in the same way that we're not really interested in the usually we sort of we get interested in something when we're younger and then we're not so interested in it and then we pick something else up and then we're not it's like nature is so consistent that each time we can go back there we're literally seeing it with new eyes each time we're a new person and it really i find it to be incredibly grounding and time doesn't really exist quite so much when I'm up on the mountain. And of course, <laughs> the medicine of community and friendship. Sharing these experiences, experiential intimacy. It's like myself, Reuben, Henry, Sav and Josh, who are all on this hike, we are much closer now. Much closer because we've moved through some tough times together. We all supported each other. We shared our snacks. We cooked together. We slept together under the stars. And we completed this 50-kilometer hike up and over a whole mountain range together. And so what a beautiful way to connect with ourselves more deeply and to the people that we're having these experiences with. And, yeah, I think... I feel like I'm, I'm having these visions in the future of spending time with people in nature in a medicinal way in terms of um, much like the intention I have with Atlantic Outlook here in Cape Town, I have a kayaking tour company. So if ever you're in Cape Town, definitely come kayaking with Atlantic Outlook. But the intention behind that for me was to bring people into the ocean onto the ocean to get a new perspective a zoomed out perspective of cape town and the mountains here and i feel like i'm carrying that energy forth or i'm being invited to do that in a different way by taking people onto a mountain and so yeah i'm excited to see how that unfolds intuitively and mm, my body has recovered really quickly and beautifully from from the uh, from the hike and i'm just on day i've just completed day three of a four-day fast as well so i'm really resetting my body and allowing it to really regenerate itself um so that's where i'm at right now and i've got people booking in still for one-on-one -on -one calls i've got a, a bunch of repeat clients coming through and the work that we're doing is profound. I, it's really very little to do with me, actually, um, in a certain sense. I'm just making myself available to drop in and have conversations with people. Just the perfect, the perfect conversations just unfold naturally. And so if you are interested in dropping in one-on-one -on -one with me on a call, um, just so you know, the way that I prefer to do it is sort of two or more calls booked in so that we have a period of time to work together. First call, we can like establish a connection and um, sort of uncover uh, 
and talk about what it might be that you need support with and see what sort of changes might need to be made over a period of time. And But I have a lot of people that just do one-off drop-ins, um, a few repeat clients coming in and they just book whenever they feel like they need to have a conversation about something. So if you're interested in that, I would love to serve you. I would love to support you in any way that I possibly can, wherever you are in your journey right now. So you can reach out on my website, which is benjam.uk. There's a little tab at the top that says coaching. And I am actually studying to be a coach at the moment because I am understanding that this is probably most likely the most effective way of helping people through a transformational season in their life. However, the one-on-one work right now is perfect. It's serving me and it's serving other people and I'm learning so much so quickly from the whole process. So that's how it's working. There's a contact form on my website. Fill that out and I will get back to you with more information about how to work with me. And you can also slide into my DMs on Instagram at benjam. And I'll get back to you with a little voice note and say, how's it? Uh, Just let me know what you feel like I could support you with and I'll get right back to you. So I've got another couple of months here in Cape Town before I head back to the UK. And yeah, my intention with the rest of this year is to maintain my momentum and my rituals and my structure as I get used to bringing more masculine structure into my life and to also reach out actually to a couple of brothers um, to hold me accountable I'm feeling that's I'm feeling the call to that at the moment as well brother medicine very very blessed to have um, such conscious men in my life and we need each other. We need to lean on each other and support each other's growth. And part of that process is being held accountable and holding myself accountable, of course, to commitment to the mission, commitment to serving people, commitment to serving myself, commitment to my own enjoyment of my life, commitment to my healing journey, to my health, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual health, and continuation of my surrender actually to my spiritual growth that's something that's coming up a lot recently something that I'm trying to control a lot is like speed up the spiritual growth process but I've certainly found that going too deep too quickly is actually detrimental in terms of spiritual growth so I'm just really surrendering to how it all unfolds at the moment knowing deep down that we are all one we are all connected everything comes from one source and of course the opposite end of that spectrum of unity is separation so we're swimming in this illusion of um, maya is what it's called the illusion of material in the third dimension it feels so real yet We are all contributing to the existence of it through the source of our own consciousness from which everything comes, the whole universe. So I'm understanding this in new and different ways and at the moment I'm actually sort of dipping into some Sufi wisdom, tantric philosophy and I'm finding I'm connecting with that really deeply 
But I'll listen to a chapter of a book and then I'll like have to pause it and actually integrate the teachings that I've received into my life. And this integration process is something that like I've shied away from um, because that's where the real work goes down, to be honest. I can go and do a five-gram mushroom journey or any kind of deep psychedelic medicine and it can show me the answers to the universe and everything, but unless I actually integrate that into my life and make the changes that it's inviting me to make, next time I go back for a five-gram journey, it's just the same thing. So integration... I feel like I'm integrating from my medicinal weekend away in the mountains right now and reorienting myself to more of a mission and more of a purpose. And this process does take time. So each time you have sort of a consciousness expanding experience or uh, a really deep therapy session where you've uncovered something new um, or any kind of conversation where you feel like you've received a lot from it, the integration phase is where the work actually goes down. So if you also feel like you're in an integration phase from something that's happened to you, I've got a couple of clients who have had big transformational experiences in their lives over the last year, and they just need a little bit of guidance into what it, understanding what it really means and then how it really impacts and improves their life in a positive way. So that's also something we can talk about on the one-on-one calls but this is the end of the podcast thank you so much for being here and yeah blessings to you all you beautiful souls thank you for being here on earth during this time thank you for doing the work thank you for becoming more of who you are and really transmitting more of who we are is really about transmitting more love and that really is the deepest medicine of all coming back to the the endless resource of love that we have within ourselves so all of these different medicine experiences it all comes back to the same place and sometimes that's a hard pill to swallow because it's like oh i'm entirely responsible for my experience here (laughs) which is not always so easy to hear or fully receive but also that We are the people that we have been waiting for. We are our own master teachers. We are our own healers. Everything is happening on the inside. This is an inside job. But yeah, blessings to you. Have a beautiful rest of your day, your week, your month, your year. And I'll see you very soon. Much love.